genre. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the Electric Mayhem. Today, we conclude our miniseries on the Muppets franchise with the sequel to the 2011 hit and the last Muppet movie ever made, presumably for now. It's 2014's Muppets Most Wanted. And we have a guest joining us to talk about devious doppelgangers, gulag showmanship, and bad guy managers. It's screenwriter and podcaster Sam Gash. Welcome, Sam. Hi. I have a, a shrine to this podcast in my closet, so this works out great. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah. Uh, I wasn't, I, I had forgotten that uh, Tina Fey is Helga from Hey Arnold in this movie. <laughs> That's um, the joke we made while we were watching it. <laughs> um yeah but um sam uh i know for this movie in particular this was your first time watching it mm-hmm. um but uh what what uh what do the muppets mean to you what's your history with the muppets as a whole i am fairly like uneducated in the muppets like i feel like my muppet education has come mostly as an adult Mm. To an extent. Like, when I was a kid, I watched Sesame Street and uh, uh, and also, of course, because I'm a Jewish child, I also watched Rachel Tsum Tsum, um, which is the Israeli version, which I hope oh. I said the right name and didn't get it confused with something else. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and I definitely, like, watched Muppet-adjacent things. Like, there was a while that, like, my sister and I watched Bear in the Big Blue House, and, like, I know he's not... Mm technically a muppet but it's still like a jim henson thing and right years ago i did i I talked about the dark crystal and i don't know so it's like one of those things that kind of has been circling but i haven't seen a lot of the muppet movies Mm. okay that's interesting um it'd be really cool if if any of the bear in the big blue house alumni were uh, at the london wedding in the background yeah, it would also be cool if uh, Bobo just like showed up as like a, a like a like a coworker or something in the Hello. bear in the big blue house. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I'm John um, Goodman Bear. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's kind of is his vibe. Um, that's interesting. In the same way uh, that 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 one Muppet from last week was uh, Andy Dick Muppet. Yeah, oh, very no. true. Um, very true. Uh, not that wasn't last week. That was two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. It was Muppets from Space. It's um, it's all Muppet sludge. Right <laughs> here, Scott. Just one big Muppet, like a like a John Carpenter monster. I don't like that. I don't like. I don't like that at all, Nick. Um, <laughs> oh God, we don't you... know which one is Sweetums. Sweetums is here somewhere. The only thing that could make that more horrifying if it was that creature that you described, but it's just those babies, the jewel thief babies. Oh, my from God. Oh. So, yeah, straight to the babies. Where else have those babies been? Because I've seen those babies somewhere else, and I'm pretty sure it's one of the TV shows. Yeah, yeah. It's been in them. They were from the Muppet Show. Okay. Um, yeah. So they've been, I've never seen been an around. episode of the original Muppet Show. 
mm-hmm. but I watched every episode of Muppets Now. I watched the the one where it was like Kermit and Miss Piggy have gotten a divorce and now it's TV, like that one. Oh yeah, yeah, the Muppets. Yeah, and then I watched like Muppet Haunted uh, Mansion and all that stuff. Yeah, I think the babies had. I think they were on at least an episode of that ABC Muppet show. I think they were too. Just I specifically yeah. remember the "Hey, I'm just a little guy." Uh, baby. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um, I feel like yeah. you like the Muppet Show, Sam. You know, there's a lot of puns, a lot of like <laughs> I think old I would showbiz too. showbiz yeah. humor. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely think I would enjoy it. It's just there's so many other things to watch. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so what did you think of, uh, Muppets Most Wanted having, uh, watched it for the first time? Cause you, I assume, did you watch the Muppets when it came out? Like the first one? Oh or yeah. The, like, know, it was, it was a big thing. Saw it in theaters. It was a big moment. Yeah. It was an amazing movie. And I'd always intended on seeing Muppets Most Wanted. It seemed fun and it had people in it that I, at the time I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there are still people in there that I enjoy now. Just one specific person, less so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, sure. But I I wanted to like it more than I think I did. Um, there was a moment, because I was watching it uh, this movie with a couple of friends, and um, there was a moment where I pointed at the screen and said, hey, can you pause? And I was like, cool. This is the time code for when the movie starts. Oh, And it was okay. an hour into the movie. Really? We'll we'll get to that. Um, okay. I don't know that I agree with that. That's fair. Um <laughs> But like uh, but, Nick, but like there's a yeah. lot of like Muppet stuff and like I love the Muppet stuff and basically whenever it like to the songs, for example, when it was like the Muppets singing, it was like the Muppets doing stuff, I was like, This is great, I'm having an amazing time. Yeah. Yeah. So like all the Muppet okay. stuff I thought was super fun. Oh, okay. Uh Nick, what are what 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 are your thoughts? Cause you have uh, been talking about how the songs are bangers and, you know, I think you had fairly fond memories of this one, but what were your thoughts revisiting it now? When was the last time you saw it? I definitely hadn't seen this movie since theaters Yeah, in 2014, either. the spring of 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this when I was in college um, in my little college movie theater, uh, College town movie theater where tickets are like five bucks, and my roommate, my roommate and I just saw everything released between the years like twenty twelve and twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember having a really fun time with this in the theater. Uh, you know, remarking or at least noticing that it lacked the emotional punch of the Muppets. But I believe we made this comparison last week with Tofty. I love James Bond. I don't want every James Bond movie to be Skyfall. Sure. Right. Right. I don't need every Muppet movie to be a a, a love letter to the Muppets. Right, <laughs> right. I I think by the end of Skyfall, everyone walked out of that movie theater being like, oh, "I just want to see him go on a mission next time." Just a, right. just good old fashioned James Bond bullshit, and that's exactly what this movie promised, which was just like, mm-hmm. "Now we're just they're just gonna have fun." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I yes, like as I I've been hinting at throughout the series, I had this soundtrack on repeat for months. Mm-hmm. after the movie came out actually fun fact if you have spotify premium and you want to listen to the soundtrack uh album also includes demos by brett mckenzie cool. oh wow that's awesome that's cool. which are really fun to hear and um kind of getting like the bones of the song and uh as we talked about last week scott when it's just brett mckenzie demos you can really tell still how flight of the concordsy these songs are <laughs> for sure for sure um, yeah <laughs> but i had so much fun rewatching it this morning i was just laughing 
my just just like just laughing up a storm singing along to all the songs i think this is so fun and has some flaws and criticisms that i can like "Mm, okay cool because like this is trying to do stuff that now that we're at the end of this journey scott Mm -hmm. um i don't think any muppet movie has really tried before yeah and it's a mixed bag so i'm so excited to, to talk about it today um, so yeah, so I also saw this in theaters. I was so excited. Uh, I remember when the movie used to be called, uh, the Muppets dot, dot, dot again. Uh, <laughs> and then they changed the title to Muppets most wanted, but didn't change the lyrics to the song yeah. that says that the title of the movies is the Muppets again. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, they changed it to Muppets most wanted. I remember when they changed it to Muppets most wanted, I was like, well, that that's not as good of a title like that. I like, I mean, granted it says, it says what it is more, but it's not like it's fun. I don't know. Um, the, uh, not, not to step on. I'm sorry. This is something you found in your notes, but I remember reading a quote at the time that Disney, perhaps mm-hmm. some studio party was worried that the Muppets again was a little too clever and mm-hmm. might reverse and give people the impression that like, well, wh- why should I see this one? Yes, that's exactly what happened. Um, and I find that annoying, especially considering <laughs> what happened when this sure. movie was released. Indifference. Um, yeah. So it I just don't I don't I don't know that it really would have mattered. And in fact, I I I feel like having that title would have earned this movie at least ten million more dollars um, <laughs> than it did. Um, that's that I really enjoyed the transition at the beginning where it's like it's the Muppets again and everything's yeah. gonna be great and it just cuts to Muppets most wanted <laughs> genuinely yeah. that got a laugh out of me it worked really well on me yeah yeah no that did the you're you're totally right about that I thought the same thing um but yeah so watching it back in 2014 I was so excited to watch this and I left pretty disappointed um because it just did not reach the heights of that first one for me emotionally, whatever. It's also um, very much, uh, I don't know. Like, I think at the time, uh, the way I was interpreting the movie was that like, wait, 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 they're supposed to be playing like characters of themselves, not literally like this shouldn't be a continuation of what the last thing was because they were playing themselves in the last thing. And now, they should be doing something else because that's how the Muppets work. Um, and so I was a little confused by that. But then, like, now watching it again, I'm like, oh, no, they they have a whole song at the beginning where they're talking about, like, yeah, we're going to make a sequel. And now it starts now. Um, so, yeah, um, it's still a movie and not actually, like, a continuation from the movie that we just saw. It's like the only continuation is the opening number. Um, <laughs> that is, that being said, there are, and we'll get into this in our walkthrough, but I do think some of those criticisms you had back in 2014 are valid because this is the first Muppet movie to attempt some kind of continuity from the last one. Like in the sense that like Walter is still mm-hmm. there. There's reference like Walter's watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, kind of fourth, fourth Wally references to, um, like what uh, the last movie, but then also as we'll get into it, there's like a wedding in this, and that wedding is hyped as if it's really happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, yeah, this movie it's interesting how it tries to kind of have it both ways of, and it makes sense like when this movie came out. I mean, this is the same spring as like Captain America and the Winter Soldier. 
Like, right. Mm-hmm. It right. makes sense that this era of Muppets would try to have like more continuity. Even Bond was doing that at the time. Right. That's yeah. true. That's true. Like there, um, like there was an amazing joke where it's like, oh man, I guess we'll just leave like the same way you treated some of the other forgotten characters in the first movie. And then like the Kermit's nephew and everyone else. And I, yeah, uh, 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 the Rizzo, the Rizzo. rat. He sounds like, that's great. That's an amazing joke. But to Nick's point is I kind of wanted more continuity. Like the fact that they attempted continuity at all, but only went halfway. Like we only got Walter for like, they'd be like, oh, Walter looks sad. 15 minutes later. Oh, Walter looks sad. I'm like, no, no, Walter's. If we're going to have Walter, have Walter. Well, but Walter's playing the character of Walter in, in this sequel that they're making. And yes, there are fourth wall breaks. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to come out and say, I fucking love this movie. Um, <laughs> watching it again, this movie, the, this morning, I Great. was like, I was like, what the hell was I thinking? Uh, in 2014, this movie sure. rules. Um, and there were, there were several things. One is a completely unintentional thing that I want to get into, um, that like shocked me to my core. Um, but, uh, 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 the other thing is, yeah, the way that the meta text sort of broke through the plot of the movie, um, didn't bother me and didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I needed any more than what they were giving, um, personally. And I didn't, I didn't feel like it was breaking the narrative in any way, um, this time. I don't know, like something about the plot of this one just all worked for me where it's like the last (laughs) one was like quote unquote the real world um it's not because they're still playing characters their only real world are like when the inner sam the only real world of the muppets the actual actual canon muppets are the only ones that are being interviewed on talk shows and like on red carpets and stuff because the muppets are actors and sometimes they play themselves and sometimes they play other people mm-hmm. but um the 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 muppets the 2011 muppets is a movie about what if we had broken up and then got back together to put on a show but that's a movie and it's not canon um Right. Walter is playing a fan. Walter is a fan of the Muppets who is playing a character who is a fan of the Muppets named Walter. Um, that's just how the Muppets work. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so now this one is two layers deep because they're playing their characters from the last movie starring in a sequel that has nothing to do with that last movie. It's yeah, it's so the Muppets were like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we made kind of like a meta sequel to the movie we just made? We've never <laughs> yes. done that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Totally. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, I don't know everything about this work for me this time around. Um, I, I mean, the only part that I'm like eh, about is, is Ricky Gervais who, you know, I just, I can't really stand, but I don't think he's like, so awful in this like it doesn't he's not strictly speaking doing a bad job he just no. and, and he can't help the fact that he is in fact ricky gervais <laughs> yes it's exactly. just neither of you can stand the sight of him and he's <laughs> in this movie i mean the man yes. invented lying uh, uh that's, I, true. that's true that's true that's a whole movie about it i uh Gen Z <laughs> forgot about that one i i, I like ricky gervais when he's a comedian uh-huh. uh i have a lot of affection as a teenager, kind of like Tina Fey, like when I was a teenager, like the Ricky Gervais show, his podcast was really funny. I thought a lot of his stand up was funny. And this was kind of the beginning of his like, does it offend you? Yeah. Like shtick yeah. that right. we're still suffering through. Yeah. And he's, it's almost like he's forgotten how to do other stuff. Right. So That's true. 
in retrospect, this was kind of like just like this was like maybe the seventh or eighth time he host hosted the Golden Globes and talked about how much he didn't care about hosting the Golden Globes. Right, right. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. So so yeah. I I just I don't know what it was about it this time, but it, this movie just like absolutely clicked with me, and like mm-hmm. I I I kind of just I don't know the, everything <laughs> that I didn't like about it last time, like I loved this time. Um. So. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. This ended, ended on a high note. Yeah. 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 Totally. I was. I was really expecting this to be um, like very low on my on my list, and uh, it is. It is not going to be. Can you remember um, what a lot of your issues were back in 2014? Just as we go through, as we go through the walkthrough. I think I just didn't. Yeah. I think I just didn't care about. Like I didn't like how much of this movie was. Um, uh, 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 Ricky Gervais and um, Constantine. Constantine. Um, I think I just wanted more of the Muppets together. Like I think I just didn't like that Kermit was separated. But yeah. But but totally. now I think watching it now, I'm like, yeah. But this is like this is like a Kermit movie. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. When Kermit's my favorite Muppet, so that's you true, know, Scott. I hadn't thought yeah. about that. But our you know your your few criticisms you had for the past couple of movies, mm-hmm. as good as they were, were you know, it feel it felt like Kermit was becoming a supporting character in the Muppets, and you had mixed feelings about that. Yeah, and this is a like you said, yeah, Kermit is like the protagonist of this movie. Yeah, um, which I I really love. Um, and as much as I was annoyed by Ricky Gervais, everything Constantine did delighted me. <laughs> That's oh yeah, great. he has Absolutely. the best song. He does all these great, amazing gi- gimmicks, and just the per- the person who was voicing Constantine did such an amazing job. Well, my friend. Boy, do I have a revelation uh, for you. Well, maybe not for you. I don't know that you're going to. I don't know that you're going to care as much as Nick is going to care. Um, Nick. Yes. About halfway through watching this movie, I uh, uh, Constantine said something that hit a, a particular chord in my brain. And I was like, wait a minute. No, there's no fucking way. <laughs> Nick. The guy who plays Constantine is none other than Matt Vogel, the guy who took over as Kermit when Steve Whitmire left. So the doppelganger is now playing Kermit. Is that why my my Matt Vogel Kermit voice sounds so much like Constantine? Yes. Yep. Hey, Kermit, it's me. I'm Kermit. Yeah, that, wow, it all fits. Hi, yeah, hello. yeah, yeah. That right is in front of me. That blew my mind, and it adds a whole other layer to this movie (laughs) of just like, but he did take over for Kermit, and now, forever, if they ever wanted to bring Steve Whitmire back, they have an out, because they could just say that Constantine has been impersonating Kermit for the past seven years. (laughs) You never never noticed, I did it a second time, you fucking morons! (laughs) Puts the dimple back on. Great, cool. Yeah, but I just I that blew my mind. I was like, holy That's shit! I can't believe this. Um, so, wow. uh, so yeah. So this movie, um, uh, you know, it starts with the Muppets. The Muppets made was cost like forty five million dollars. Made one hundred and sixty five. It was a big hit. The Muppets were everywhere. It really felt like the Muppets were back. And so Disney was like, yeah, of course we're going to greenlight a sequel. Let's make another Muppet movie. And um. You know, they invited, uh, obviously, uh, N- Nicholas Stoller um, and um, 
uh, Jason Siegel to come back and and co-write the movie, the the sequel again. Jason Siegel declined. Uh, he said that um, he accomplished everything that he wanted to accomplish with the first Muppets. The Muppets were back. Um, and he's like, I don't have anything else to say about them. I said everything that I had to say in the 2011 movie. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to bow out and uh, let you guys make this Muppet movie on your own, because that's how it should be. There should just be Muppet movies all the time. I did it. Uh, I feel like he probably regrets that choice now, um, considering like this is also the movie that like killed the Muppet movie franchise, um, unfortunately. But uh, uh yeah, so Nicholas Stoller came back. Um, he decided to uh, co-write it with uh, Bobbin, the director, um, James Bobbin. And um, they decided to do like, well, you know, we did the we did the Muppets, which is sort of, you know, a, a, a reboot sort of reimagining of the Muppet movie. So now let's do our reboot reimagining of uh, of uh, the great Muppet caper. Um, and so that's what they did. And so they came up with this idea of, of the, the doppelganger and, uh, a world tour, um, and all of these things, uh, with, you know, lots of odes to, um, uh, Pink Panther and Thomas Crown Affair, uh, et cetera. Um, the first actor to be attached to the movie was Christoph Waltz, who was actually going to play the Interpol inspector. Um, but uh, due to scheduling conflicts, um, he had to drop out and he was replaced by Ty Burrell. But then, of course, he was he did manage to come back and uh, shoot a cameo as himself, um, which is nice. But I'm trying to imagine Christoph Waltz as that inspector. And I'm like, it's kind of it's like. I, I want to see that version of the movie just because I'm so curious. Would he have been um, playing a Frenchman? I doubt it. He probably would have been playing like I don't Austrian. know. Austrian. Austrian. A Belgian. Because like Ty yeah. Burrell does it Ty, Ty Burrell kills it. Yeah. But he is he's also doing Pink Panther. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like um, if they ever if they ever rebooted it a th- whatever a third time and they cast Ty Burrell as as Jacques Clouseau. Yeah, uh, this it would be just this, but like Sam, we've been developing this um, theory for the past couple of episodes as to like a, a celebrity cameo or or an actor, a human performance with the Muppets. Kind of, they go into two camps. You either treat the Muppet as like your scene partner, mm-hmm. like I'm talking to this Muppet as if I were acting with Marissa Tomei, yeah, sure. or <laughs> Philip Baker Hall, you know. <laughs> Um, but then there's another kind of performer who's like, I'm going to become a Muppet mm-hmm. and active. For example, like Nicolas Cage would become a Muppet. That is true. Uh, but Ebenezer, Michael Caine, Sir Michael Caine was like, you know, looking Kermit in his frog eyes <laughs> <laughs> as if, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There was, and yeah. so I think Christoph Waltz controversially and you guys can disagree i kind of feel like he would fall into the michael kane camp a thousand percent but yeah i don't know it's so deeply weird the idea of like would he even act like he's in a comedy the way ty burrell is (laughs) i know that's that's what excites me about it i think like you put christoph waltz in a muppet movie i feel like it could very easily be like a naked gun style situation where he's taking everything deadly seriously as chaos happens all around him yes and I feel like that's where he's been wanting to go for so long, and he keeps having to continue to be villains and stuff. Like, yeah. he's kind of going there a little bit sometimes in the Green Hornet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think of like the last really great Christoph Waltz performance. Unfortunately, it's been a minute where he's getting to be silly or just like, even like, I don't know. Just Christoph Waltz. Notable. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Um, best, the best you can say is that like in the, whatever the last James Bond movie was like, he gets to be a little bit silly in jail and then it's over. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, yeah, that I will say, as much as I hate Spectre and as much as I hate their Blofeld, um, he is very good yeah. Uh, yeah. in it. Um, it's hard to mess that up. It, I mean, it's yeah, it's tough after you do a movie where you just want the next one to just be a standard adventure, and then that standard adventure just doesn't go exactly the way you wanted. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, so uh, Ty Burrell uh, takes over. Um, then Ricky Gervais, uh, gets cast and then Tina Fey. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was the Muppets again. And then as, uh, as, as Nick, uh, uh, mentioned, you know, Disney was like, I don't know about that. I don't think people will get the joke and they'll think we're already tired of the Muppets and why should they care? <laughs> um, and it's like, yeah, that's the, that's, that's, that's kind of the joke, but okay. We're, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, you know, uh, brought back Brett McKenzie, um, to do all the music, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, nothing, nothing like too, uh, crazy beyond that. Um, but then the movie ends up costing $50 million and the box office on this movie is, uh, literally less than half of what, um, the first movie made, uh, 80 million on a $50 million budget. Um, and the marketing, I'm sure, cost another $50 million, so um, this one hurt. Um, one of the big factors in this is that um, the international ticket sales on this were really bad. Because the, the domestic ticket sales weren't great on the first one, but internationally, the Muppets are huge around the world, and they, they it sold really well. Um, but for some reason, this one didn't. And my theory is that we talked about this on The Great Muppet Caper, another movie that takes place in Europe. Um, it is full of British um, and, and European stars. Uh, and all of the cameos are relevant to them. Um, and this has none? I mean, like, Christoph Waltz, maybe you could consider. But, like, everyone else is American. Um Except, I guess right. except for like Salma Hayek, right? Is that Tom the other one? Salma Hayek, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston. Well, yeah. which is like that's blinking, you miss it. I, I don't well, know which if... is a lot of the cameos in this one. Which I'm that's sure true. We'll talk about. That's true. Um, but yeah, but no, so I, yeah, I think it's. I think that might have a factor in why this didn't play super well overseas because they're like, well, you're on a world tour. Why is this thing loaded top to bottom with Americans? Um, they even shot it at Pinewood, so it's wow. like. Yeah, yeah, they could so have gotten like, uh, Jimmy Carr. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they could have gotten the Queen. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, there's people. They could have got Martin Freeman. They could have got Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. They could have got. I mean, there's Graham people. Norton. Yeah, they could have got Stephen lots Fry. Of yeah, there you go. It would have been Colin very Murray. funny to have a Muppet Muppified yeah. version of the Queen. Yes, in the same yeah. way Hello! that the, that the the painting that they robbed slash sliced up right. was a Muppet. I'm like, great. I always like they're building it up. Like you're going to meet the queen. Oh my god, the Muppets are going to meet the queen. Everyone be on your best behavior, and the doors open. It's like a Muppet. Yeah. Hey, everybody, the queen. I mean, the best thing would be if it was just like Miss Piggy in a wig. 
Oh, like, yeah. Mm. Oh, do the princess and the pauper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's literally, it's kind of, the movie's already doing that to a certain extent. Yeah, but this is a nice one. This is where they oh, okay, m- mutually yeah. both decide to switch places. Oh, I see. Because okay. the queen would be like, well, I want to be a performer and a vaudevillian like you. And Miss Piggy's like, well, I want to get pampered like you. That would have been a really funny uh, Muppet movie to do, but only like the the queen is human. But, like, no one notices when they switch places. They're like, wow, we're identical. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, you get, like, Jennifer Saunders or someone great. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah, Miss totally. Piggy just wearing, like, the bright bright green dress. And you just have people memifying Miss Piggy, like, <laughs> green yeah. screening out the dress. And Miss Piggy's like, no! Ah! Um. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, Muppets Most Wanted, it comes out. It's not a hit. Um, it doesn't do particularly well. Um. And Disney, uh, ever since 2014, has been uh, flopping around like a fish on dry land trying to figure out what the hell to do with these guys. Um, And nothing seems to particularly work, uh, unfortunately. So this is kind of the start of Disney having no idea what to do with these guys. The second Um, decline. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's pretty, like, it's pretty instant. Um, I mean, it's like, it's like the Muppets, you know, was like, oh, wow, we're on the top of the mountain. And then this one is like, yeah, just like immediately fall so, off the mountain. It is very that's Muppets. It. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> so post this, you had the ABC sitcom, which lasted a season. Yep. You had those like, you know, Disney plus shorts. Yep. Um, Muppets now. Mm-hmm. And Muppets now. I mean, they've always had a place, you know, they started doing Cisco telepresence commercials. Remember mm-hmm. those? Mm-hmm. When yep. Fozzie would like Cisco's telepresence his mom. Right, right. Remember and then the you got uh, Muppet Haunted Mansion. Muppet Haunted Mansion, and then Muppets t- Muppets with Lily Singh, the, the one where they're in a, a band. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, the, Electric Mayhem. Yeah, the Electric Mayhem show, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Uh, I remember they were, weren't they trying to get a, a, another movie off the ground that, um, uh, what's his name? The, 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 the Frozen Snowman? <laughs> Olaf? Olaf? Josh Gad. Yeah, yeah, Josh Gad. Wasn't Josh Gad trying to get a Muppet movie off the ground? That sounds like something he'd do. Yeah. That feels like that does feel like his brand. I think that was happening like just before lockdown. You know what'd be Um, really funny is the idea of Josh Gad in the world of the Muppet show, right? Like him playing himself in like a Muppet movie if they just hate him. That's That's true. There isn't ever really a person that the Muppets like on contact hate. It's normally like initially trust. (laughs) And that's either confirmed or they learn yeah, to um, hate. Yeah, they trust unless provoked. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So anyway, Muppets so, most wanted. Like uh, as Scott said, our movie begins with the end. It uh, takes place seconds after the Muppets uh, finale. Life is a happy song reprise, or it's a parody. You know, depending on your view of of, of Muppet. Uh, Muppet canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tellingly, we don't get... I think what they, they shoot, like, Amy Adams and Jason Segel from the neck down. Or, like, you know... I don't think, actually, they, they don't appear in this one. No. No. Um, and we no. get... Uh, it's kind of... It, it, it's as existentially really interesting. Because, yeah, they're, like... They're kind of huddled, and Fozzie's like, what now? Like, what do we do? And, uh, and then Walter's like, wait, why is the camera still here? And they're like, oh, shit. Oh, the studio must have already greenlit a sequel. And then uh, we get our first banger of the the soundtrack. We're doing a sequel. Yeah. So this is, I think this sequence 
Uh-huh. Um, it's it's a little muddied for a moment that happens late in the song, but I think this sequence is this sequence could potentially be Muppets canon, where <laughs> they've ended the previous film and now yes. they're their real selves. <laughs> this is who they always. This is who they yeah, are. Yeah, realizing that the studio has ordered a sequel before going into that post uh, 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 title card. Right. Um, so. That's the only cool. the that, only wrench into that is that Ricky Gervais shows up and like whispers in Kermit's right. ear, yeah, um, which feels like that's his character, right? So mm-hmm. number yeah. two or whatever. Yeah. So it's a little I don't know. <laughs> uh, great song, know it by heart. Yeah, it's a great. Song. Uh, there's a prophetic line where uh, let's give him a sequel. Uh, something uh, the Tom then, Hanks one. Yeah, yeah, while they wait for Tom Hanks to do Toy Story four. I I fully <laughs> I fully Bethany and I both looked at each other with like with a wince, and <laughs> and I I fully believe that Bob Iger sat down watched a screening of this movie and was like the Muppets are right. Why haven't we done a Toy Story four? Somebody call Pixar, get them to work on that, and Ugh. then we got a Toy Story four. And like, what was that? Twenty nineteen when that came out. Yeah. Yeah. The, so. the last, the, that's, their biggest And that's year about ever. right. Five years. Right. About, yeah. Five years is about how long it takes Pixar to make a movie. I wouldn't from, put it past from, that From maniac. nothing to release. Um, <laughs> Plus, so, there's that yeah. Toy Story that Time Forgot, which I've owned on DVD for like three years and I've still never watched. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the shorts. Is yeah. it a short? Yeah. It's like a, like a special. It's ah. like a 30 minute special that okay. aired on ABC. I can they made watch like, it then. Yeah. They made like three of those, I think. Um, Sam, what did you think of the Swedish chef's Ingar Bergman reference? I mean, <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I've seen that movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm surprised, too. Yeah. Movie Club made me watch it. Wow. Even I haven't seen that movie. It's um, uh, slow. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, so. it, it's, it's, it is the movie to reference. Like, it gets referenced here. It's referenced in Last Action Hero. Yeah, it's sure. referenced in 500 Days of Summer. Yeah, yeah it's referenced it's, all over the It's the movie to reference, yeah. and I've seen the it, Grim, so it was fun. The, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. So uh, before I sat down to watch this movie, uh, my friend was like, hey, so who's your favorite uh, Muppet? And I was like, Rolf. And, oh, and, sure. and they were like, okay, great. And I was like, cool. And then just like as this opening sequence is progressing, I'm like, wait, no, that one. Wait, no, that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> and just like Swedish Chef always just fills me with so much joy. Like during the uh, – the Muppets now like online thing, like his sequences were always just top notch. They were so good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. The thing that's crazy about Swedish chef is that like, I didn't realize until I was watching him play chess and even Berman reference that I was like, I don't think I've ever seen him do anything except cook. Like, I think that's like the thing mm-hmm. that he does. Like, I mean, he shot a flamethrower in the last movie, but like, it was still into a refrigerator. So, like, mm-hmm. it's related. He was in right. the kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so a, it was, it was weird. Uh, but it, it's like, in his mandate. Way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah. This looks a great number. It, but yeah, the, you get like, you know, let's give it a name. How about the Muppets again? It's yeah. the Muppets again. No, it's not. It's Muppets Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's so good. And then, I love Constantine's jailbreak sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. We get it's time to light the lights. <laughs> it was up. so good. I, Constantine is so good throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I loved really. the hallway fight scene. That was like it, it was like inspired by like old boy. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Sam, we become a really big fan of what uh, we in the biz call uh, KLFs or Kermit's little face. Mm-hmm. 
where he so does we're convert. Mix, yeah, we kind of makes yeah. a little face. Yeah, and yeah. Constantine is full of them. Oh yeah, it's so good. And I like that they like just subtly make Constantine just have a little bit more of an underbite than Kermit does. Yeah, there's yeah. like real Muppet acting going on. With oh Constantine. yeah. Oh yeah. His little yeah. underbite. Yeah, it's great. Honestly, this made me. Uh, this makes me want to rewatch Muppet Haunted Mansion to, to give him another shot as Kermit. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel the same way where maybe it's time to like let go and really time to accept new Papa. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, man, you are really good as Constantine. I see why they chose you to take up the take up the frog. Um, you know, yeah. so I don't pick know. up the frog, Matt, or Steve <laughs> will have to do it again. <laughs> uh, so the Muppets meet Dominic Bad Guy, played by Ricky Gervais. It's pronounced Badgy. Badgy. Um, it's great. I love the visual joke of like them all sharing like one booth together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Solid, solid 2014 One Direction reference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really, I think. Um, I think Ricky Gervais. I will say, you know, credit where credits due. I think that he does a good job of balancing between being a Muppet and being an actor with the Muppets. Um, it's really interesting with that. that. Yeah, with both he and Tina Fey, mm-hmm. they have chosen. As they're two, arguably the most prominent human characters in the movie. Yeah. Uh, two kind of famously cynical actors. Like, to contrast someone like Amy Adams and Jason Siegel, who are more known for being, like, big and earnest and genuine. And golly gee whiz, guys upon a show. They yeah. picked, you know, Liz Lemon and Ricky Gervais, who are famously very, like, eye-rolly. But also kind of, like, it clicks. It mm-hmm. fits. And I think... You get they they both are kind of the same the actors who will like grab a Muppet by the throat and yeah are the mean whole, to them the whole movie has a lot of tonal similarities with Thirty Rock true yeah yeah absolutely like much more so than even the Muppets like the 2011 movie this feels like you know it definitely mm-hmm. feels like a Thirty Rock kind of vibe here um, oh that's someone else I'd love to see make a Muppets movie is Bill Lawrence. Oh, Ooh, that'd be yeah. Fun. Yeah. Bill Bill Lawrence. I feel like Bill Lawrence would do a really good job with a Muppets movie also. Are they um, going to say Tracy Morgan? No. I, although I, I would, I would gonna... like, I would love to see him share a scene with Animal. I feel like that just makes sense. Oh, my sense. gosh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, the guy who plays the intern on 30 Rock. Oh, Jack McBrayer. Jack McBrayer. Yeah, I was like, Jack, I, I kept try- thinking Jack, but I'm like, no, Jack was, uh, Jack was the other character. Well, yeah. there's this uh, there's this joke in Thirty Rock. I can't remember what episode where they they're making the switch to HD cameras on the show, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh God, like the, you know these things are so punishing to the actor. Like they show everything." And uh, Liz Lemon walks past it, and the joke is that you know she has wrinkles or her hair is really bad, and she's like, "Oh no, HD." And then uh, Kenneth walks past, and he's a Muppet. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's such a good joke. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Uh, and then sort of like the runner, the plot or theme of the movie is um, that the Muppets are kind of overwhelming Kermit. And he's once again sort of kind of feeling insecure and skittish about his leadership role. He thinks they should kind of do the Mike Myers route and play a bunch of really small clubs and get their act and hone it because like they just got back together. They're lucky the Tex Richmond show worked out the way that it did. Mm-hmm. And now they need to like build their you know their show legs again but yeah. D- yeah. dominic is like no screw that take the easy way out and just go on this big t- big tour mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't even want to start the tour. He was like, let's start the tour in a few months. Yes. After yeah. we do rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and Ricky Gervais is like, ah, we'll, we'll rehearse on the road. It's fine. And then they never do. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, like now that we're at the end of the series, mm-hmm. it's really interesting how kind of like Muppets from Space with the Muppets living together mm-hmm. to an outsider. You're like, oh, I guess I, I always just assumed this is how they lived. But yeah. when when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, they've never shown this before. And just the idea of them having an act to rehearse. Right. It sounds like something that they always do, but we've really never gotten into like the minutiae of it like this. Yeah. I do think it's funny that they <laughs> they save their theater uh-huh. and then they do nothing. It just sits there and rots again. <laughs> they just leave it there. It's great. <laughs> Um, mm. meanwhile, uh, Piggy is like sort of badgering, uh, Kermit with wanting to get married. Mm-hmm. And my one kind of major note, especially coming out the week after the Muppets is, uh, I really, really liked how mature and, um, like nuanced the Piggy Kermit relationship was in the last movie. Mm-hmm. And the kind of like, I want to get married. Oh, I'm nervous. It just felt like. They needed a thing to pull out. I feel like it comes out of nowhere. I don't know. I, I this was the movie that worked the least for me. I part of the movie that worked least for me. I I didn't mind it because I I saw it more as Kermit being like I don't why we're we're kind of in the middle of something. <laughs> like right. I you know like I didn't I it didn't it didn't hit me as him being like nervous. It fit me as like being busy i um, i agree with that for most of the movie but the fact that that's how she identifies the real kermit at the end makes me more agree with nick well but oh, I well, it's, again, again i don't think he was nervous i think he was just like are we why do we need to talk about this right now like it was it really felt like he's just like not giving a straight answer because he doesn't have a straight answer not because he's like nervous to marry her like right now i think he's more like don't we have like we got other thing like this is not the order of like how we're supposed to be doing this. That's um, interesting. Which was his whole argument in the in the dressing room. I was like, I haven't to, even uh, proposed to you yet. To skip to that moment though, at the end, I really like, I really love that moment mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, do you want to marry me? He's like, yes, yeah, like, give you anything you want, big. I marry you. And then Kermit's like, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I want to. I mean, that you know, like I will to eventually, but maybe, and you know. What I really love about this couple that we've uh-huh. I've been watching in these movies for two months is, you know, like Gomez and Morticia Adams get a lot of like millennial love mm-hmm. as being like, oh, I want what they have because mm-hmm. it's like kind of wish fulfillment of like no one's that sexy. No one's that in love. No one's that like swooningly romantic. Mm-hmm. I kind of identify more with Miss Piggy and Kermit because it's awkward. It's unidentifiable. <laughs> it's hot and cold but it's lasted so long and the love is always there but it's there's like an awkwardness and discomfort to it that i identify with personally much and more. the hot and cold almost always comes from miscommunication not sure. from like genuine like cold shoulder you know um it's always like a miscommunication what i'm saying is we need to do the muppets normal people mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't get that reference <laughs> you didn't Someone did. And that's important. <laughs> and, we're have, and we're having a moment right now across time and space. <laughs> oh, An awkward boy. moment. So the, uh, they go to Union Station. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I like <clears throat> Union Station. And the yeah. idea of, as an Angelino, the idea of, of a bunch of Muppets in Union Station. 
Yeah. My gosh, the escapades. Also, <laughs> also just uh, uh, taking a train to Europe. Um, that was, that great. was great. That was so fun. They traveled by uh, map, but they didn't even call it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something, uh, another great move the series did that I appreciate now more on this rewatch is bringing Beauregard back. Yes. Which one is Beauregard? He's oh, the, 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 d- the janitor who was running the train. Yeah. He, yeah. He was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, loved, yeah. I loved him. He was very good. Ran it backwards uh, all the way to Europe. <laughs> so they go to Berlin. Uh, we get the side that says Die Muppets. That was so good. <laughs> Die Muppets. <laughs> oh, the reviews have been posted early. Um, oh, I want to I wanna mention one of my favorite gags, uh, which is when uh, 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 Ricky, uh, uh, when Ricky Gervais, like, gets them to sign on. He gets the phone call from Constantine, and Constantine's like, Hello, number two. Like, is everything yeah. working? And he's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everything's fine. They're buying. And he's like, great. Meet me in Berlin. And then he the, he hangs up. And then he starts walking away from the phone and then <laughs> blows it up. That was <laughs> such a good bit. Like, I yeah. saw it coming a mile away. And I was like, he's going to blow up the phone. He's going to blow up the phone. He blew up the uh, phone. Oh, so funny. Oh, my God. So this is where we get uh, the Muppets are all throwing out their ideas and suggestions and it's up to Kermit to keep the show in line and keep these, these rascals somewhat under control. Uh, they want to do Muppet ladder. They want to do uh, uh, Gonzo wants to do an indoor running of the bulls. Mm-hmm. Dr. Teeth and the electric mayhem want to just do like a three hour, like Pearl jams, like jam sesh. <laughs> and uh, Kermit's like, guys, like, you know, we, this is our first show. If we don't sell out, it could like we could end the tour after this one stop. And then Dominic comes and he's like, hey, good news. We sold out the whole theater. And Kermit's like, we haven't sold out in 30 years. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. I don't yeah. like being the negative guy. I'm Kermit the Frog. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's that part where he has to, as a guy, I never thought I'd vote for giving up. But <laughs> So uh, Dominic takes Kermit on, a, gives, a, gives him a map to take a quiet stroll through Berlin to unwind. And uh, that's when the switch happens between Constantine and Kermit, and Kermit gets arrested. That's when we get the meme. Right, yeah. Arguably this movie's longest lasting cultural legacy. Yep. I also cheered when that happened, because I didn't realize that was it. That was from this movie. So it was like, the meme's from this. And so like we were all just like, oh my god, it's the meme. The meme's happening. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure but it is people... one of those memes that really has nothing to do with the movie itself other than the image. Um well, it's where, fascinating. It's kind of like a meme. It's like the still image taken out of context. Yeah. It's a Kermit with a robe whispering to regular Kermit. So the meme became like your dark self telling you to do something bad. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is absolutely not the context of the actual movie. Which not is at funny. all. <laughs> Photography yeah. is interesting. A still yeah. image out of context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kermit's arrested. Constantine. And man, like nothing few things make me laugh harder than constantine pretending to be kermit it's so good he does Uh, such a good job uh, when he calls gonzo gornzo (laughs) (laughs) just it's it's all all the little subtleties just the the hi law i am kermit the frog yeah it's so good it's it's great the uh we get our second song not the best, uh, uh, the duet between Constantine and Ricky Gervais. I'm number one. You're number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the part where they would just cut to the feet of the dancer and then back up to Ricky Gervais's face. 
Yeah. Like not a single wide of him. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. It is. It's not one of the best songs in the movie, but I do still find it. it it's still a pretty catchy earworm. All Absolutely. Things considered. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's all bangers. So yeah. like <laughs> the weakest song is still like pretty like fun. a B plus or something. Yeah. 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 They, uh, man, gosh. Uh, so he's Constantine's rehearsing like Kermit stuff. Cause he's going to, he has to hope hey, this is interesting too, Scott. Like they are doing the Muppet show live. This would be like, I feel like I would follow this around. Like, like, uh, uh people like follow head. fish around on tour. Yeah. If this <laughs> happened, um, Oh my god! Incredible. Yeah, because it's like a different celebrity each time. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure this when people like, do that, this it's is called like going upstream. <laughs> so we uh, get Christoph Waltz. Um, waltzing. Before that, though, God, man. Okay, so Kurt Constantine gets stage fright and he faints, and you see Kermit's little lifeless body like slung over <laughs> the Muppet logo. Yeah. And then when it raises, and you just still see the little frog body like go <laughs> oh up, my god. and then it just drops. That was yeah. killing me. I I just like, oh no. <laughs> I I know that it's Constantine, so I shouldn't care, but it still just looks like Kermit, so it's yeah. just breaking my heart. I also thought like that was going to be much more like a much longer arc of him being like just like stage fright throughout, like him this big terrifying criminal and just like can't oh, do yeah. it. Yeah. That's true. That'd be fun. So, but no, it's while just the show is time. while the show is going on, uh Dominic is doing the first heist at the Berlin uh, treasure museum, which is like <laughs> right next door to the theater, mm-hmm. and uh, steals something. The next morning, Sam the Eagle, playing a CIA agent, is at the scene of the crime where he meets Jean, played by Ty Burrell, an Interpol agent, and they have like this really um, 2000s is hell uh, badge off. Yeah, dick measuring contest with badge sizes. It was so yeah. good. Uh, I think, you know, dick measuring contests are never like my favorite, uh, what's the word trope. Sure. Yeah. Um, recurring joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, like when they tried doing it in doctor who with the, with the sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. But, um, oh, but then we get, okay. So also around this era, actually. Very true. Yeah. Very true. I was the same kind of version of me when those things were happening. Yeah, I think the year apart. So um, I think just a few months because it was like yeah, November totally. of November, 2013 and this is and March of 2014, which I forgot to bring that up. That's another thing that they blamed on. This was the release date. Um, they 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 think that the reason that the Muppets did so well was because it opened Thanksgiving weekend. So it was like a perfect like go see it with you your know, family. Perfect storm of families going to see it and everything. Yeah. Um, and then this one opening in March, they were like. What 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 what's special about March? Like, there's something special about like families getting together in March. Oh my god! What do you want to do on spring break? Let's go see the Muppets. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not a thing. No, not a thing. So yeah. you go outside. Mm-hmm. You go outside stuff at spring break. That's true. Uh, so <laughs> while they're at the museum, the punchline to the badge dick measuring contest is uh, James McAvoy arrives with uh, an order for Sam the Eagle. Oh, order for Sam the Eagle, and it's like a badge wrapped in like tarp and stuff that was a hell of a blink and you miss it (laughs) so this movie is full of blink and you'll miss it cameos which are pretty unlike other muppet cameos Mm -hmm. now that we've seen because like uh yeah the muppet movie was more like each cameo would get like a little skit to do Mm -hmm. right they're all Uh, much more extended but there's a lot less of them 
also. Yes. What did you think of this more rapid fire cameo strategy, Scott? I didn't love this, to be honest. Sure. Um, because there like, was also several where it was like, like, uh, like Bethany and I like almost had an argument where we were like, is this a cameo? And and I was like, no, he's nobody. And they were like, well, he might be somebody. And she looked him up. It was like the well, like the caterer near the end of the movie, the blonde guy. Um, oh I yeah, like, he, I think that one was for the kids. Wasn't that like Austin and Alley or something? I have no idea. I I know that he's in he's in my friend Dahmer. He plays Dahmer. Oh yeah, that. for the kids. Yeah. So the cameo that Scott's referring to is the florist, and that is one Ross Lynch who uh, at the time was in, yeah, Austin and Alley, Jesse, uh, looking up his music career and looking at that band he was in. Uh, oh, he was in Gotta Shake It Up. That, uh, or that one in, with... He uh, was in Gotta Shake It Up, not Shake It Up? Shake It No, you're, I'm getting my things mixed up. He was in Shake It Up, the one with Zendaya and Bella Thorne. Yeah. That was around this era, too. So, yeah, this was a total, like, we need one... You know, like Selena Gomez was in the Muppets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, hey, the Muppets are for kids. We need at least one, like, just for the kids unabashedly cameo. Yeah, I I have no idea. I have no idea what any of that is that you just said. Um, (laughs) Not a single single one of those was remotely recognizable to me. I was like, I think that all of that is from an alternate universe. I have no idea what any of it is. But, like, when you have, like, yeah, but James McAvoy... um, I, I mean, I'm a, for some reason, I'm just a fan of uh, Russian newsboy Chloe Moretz. Yeah. Oh, that was very like, funny. That's that fun. Funny. But yeah. yeah, you're kind of like, why? Why? The random yeah. Saoirse Ronan uh, balleting out and not being on point or whatever. But you're just like, that, is that Saoirse Ronan? What's happening? Was, yeah, sure <laughs> so, so Muppet show. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, if the Muppets were around today, they would absolutely have Saoirse Ronan doing ballet with like Muppet monsters. And they're like stomping and like making her be off balance yeah yeah those two muppet monsters of all the muppets freaked me out the most just like their weird dead eyes and smile like they were the most uncanny valley of all the muppets Mm. they really seem like real people (laughs) and i hated it so they uh one of the the painting that they stole the number two and constantine uh they look at the back of it and uh Dominic puts like lemon juice on the painting and like goes over it with an iron and reveals a treasure map that will lead to uh, the next clue that will ultimately lead to their main objective, which is stealing the crown jewels from the Tower of London. That's the plot. Back Mm -hmm. in the gulag, we meet a a, a smorgasbord of cameos. We got Ray Liotta, returning Muppet champ Ray Liotta. Holy, and 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 better than ever. Like better this, than ever. He is unbelievable in this movie. It is like I feel I, like of all of the human characters, I feel like he's the one that steals the movie. Um, <coughs> every you time know, he shows up, I was just like, oh my god, I am on cloud nine. This is amazing. <laughs> you just you can't predict who's gonna pop next to a Muppet. And yeah, Leota, it just works. I don't know oh why. Oh my god, it works so well. Uh, um, you get Danny Trejo, mm-hmm. the uh, a, a, a really fun couple of Muppet Treasure Island cameos. Yeah, that's true. You see the wolf, the wolf yeah. with one eye. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, uh, Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Miss Poogie. Yeah, Miss Poogie, which is <laughs> another like, okay, wait, are you are you playing? Are you P- Miss Poogie? playing a russian prisoner or is this what happened to you after the events 
of the Muppets. This is what happened to her after the events of the Muppets, because this is a sequel to the Muppets, because the Muppets is not canon. Okay, got it. That's the only (laughs) canon part is the is the little bit before the title card. (laughs) So the the meta the narrative is like, hey, she was really good. Let's write her something in the next one. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, mm. I really like Tina Fey in this. I she mm-hmm. I like Nadia. She's just a really fun character. Like you know, she's trying and failing to like hide her enthusiasm and her earnest. And like the big house, great great number. Oh yeah, terrific, really great number. I I love Jermaine Clements in this as well. This is like his <laughs> Men in Black crown? Three era. Yeah, it's um, very true. Yeah, Jermaine Clements, um, which we you were also on, weren't you? Sam? I was. Yeah, I was yeah. your Men in Black Three guest. Yeah, wow. wow. So now every time we have Jermaine Clements in a movie, you have to be the guest, I guess. I do like watching everything Jermaine Clements is in, bar none. Yeah. If so. they ever make a third Rio movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so excited for you to get to Moana. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I love him in this movie. Um, I just love this whole crew of, of guys. Um, and I just, I think from, as a, as a, as a you know, a uh, longtime f- a fan of Kermit, um, who is like, you know, uh, one of my heroes. Uh, <laughs> um, I I find his arc in this movie so um, poignant, r- poignant and 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 relatable mm-hmm. <laughs> of like both uh, making the most out of a bad situation <laughs> um, and finding a way to be creative in a place that um, doesn't seem like it would promote that. Um, and also, uh, forming a little crew wherever he goes, you know, um, sure, there's just, yeah. yeah, there's just something about that that I find really relatable. And, uh, I just, I love, I just love his, his art and, and the fact that like, you know, when they eventually rescue him, he was like, oh, you guys are, you guys are back. I mean, you kind of forgot about me, but also like, I got, I got this thing now. Like, I, I can't like let these guys down, you know? Um, and so I like that too. Like I like that it's it's a whole it's a whole thing where he has yeah. to like deal with that, you know? Cuz it, it's sort of about how the Muppets were taking him for granted. Yeah. And how, you know, he Kermit is only human. Like even he has a limited patience or even he needs to feel valued. Right. And has like feelings that can be hurt or yeah. you know, take yeah, take yeah. taken for granted. So it's, for it's me, great. unfortunately, the prison was where I, I I didn't really I didn't really connect with anything that was happening in the prison. I didn't even like the Tina Fey song particularly well until mm-hmm. until we got to Kermit trying to choreograph the prisoners. Then I was fully on board <laughs> because that that was genuinely fun. And I was trying to think what it was about the prison that I didn't particularly enjoy. And I think it's hard to compare any movie to Paddington Two. Uh huh. But like, just the, the, the this the, does have one of the stars of Paddington Two in it. it yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but just like the, the the nature of the prison scene in Paddington Two, where it where it like it kind of feels a little bit more organic as opposed to well, we have to save the rec center by putting on a show mm-hmm. of like be, Kermit being told that he has to do this thing as opposed to just like his natural energy being what drives them to put together this show is kind of. It, is, is probably why I didn't connect to it until it was actually happening. Because in mm-hmm. Paddington, it's, I'm Paddington, and I'm going to, like, my natural charm is how we're going to come together and do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I thought of Paddington 2 as well, because I, I haven't seen Paddington 2 since theaters, and I guess it's been, like, 
five-ish years now. Mm-hmm. And I know he's like, we all know like the broad points of him in jail. Like the the scene where he gets visitors, the one where he blinds that guy with a fork, mm-hmm. the escape. And but like he's really only in the jail for like what, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes? Like that he's not he's not just in the in the in the in the pink jail, right? Well, he's in the jail. I'd say like like a half an hour. Yeah, like half it, an hour? it's for a while yeah. because like he's in the jail while like the rest of the characters are running around trying to get him out of jail. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, yeah, it, it's more, I it's more, it's like he has the moment where he like gets everyone mad at him by turning everything pink. But then there's the moment where he and uh, Brendan Gleeson, Knuckles McGinty. Knuckles McGinty. Knuckles I love McGinty. I love that you know his name having not seen the movie <laughs> since theaters. So. Not a name you forget. Yeah. Uh, when they're making the marmalade together and it's just mm. so wholesome and wonderful. Mm. And then like doing that just brings like, that's what spreads joy throughout. It's like doing something that is inherently Paddington, but it is something that Paddington suggests. Right. Uh-huh. Like blinding the guy with a fork. Like blinding yeah. that guy with a fork. Cause Paddington <laughs> at the end of the day, he's just a goof. Um, to me, it, it, it's not really a comparable situation because this is a Russian gulag and that's just like a random prison in London. Um, it's just a very different situation to me. Um, so. And this also came first. This also came first. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and I, I do really like the Tina Fey song, uh, quite a bit. Um, but I do remember when I saw it the first time I did not. So that's fair. It's possible I need to watch this movie again in a couple of years. Yeah, and just yeah. revisit revisit it like ten years from now, and you'll love it. <laughs> it's it's very possible. It's happened before where I'm like, eh, like I don't connect the first time, but then like once I'm past the initial watch of like, well, let's see what happens. Uh, right. It's like, oh, all of a sudden, because I know it's coming, I can look forward to it a little bit more. Right. Right. Totally. And I think I think Scott mentioned this, but like back, you know, maybe this was a thing you had back in 2014, but Kermit is away from the Muppets for like most of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that could easily be enough of a reason for a lot of Muppets fans to be like, no, nah, I didn't like that one. Cause like they were separate the whole time. Right. You know? Well, that was my issue in 2014. Right. So. Yeah. 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 So that, that was not my issue. <laughs> the, um, the bust that they're going to be looking for is of Godfrey, the unknown, uh, number two and Constantine, but because he's Godfrey, the unknown, no one knows what he looks like. So that proves to be a challenge. Miss um, Vicky shows up and he's like, hey, come back to me when I when I care. Get out of my, you know, and, like offends Miss Piggy. And Tom is like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> it's Miss Piggy. You're Kermit. You have to make that pig like you. Go fix it. And he's like, all right. And then. We get uh, maybe the best song in the whole movie. Oh, definitely the best uh, song in the whole movie. This this song yeah, it slaps. Rips. It's like a disco pastiche thing. Uh, I can get you what you want. Um, yeah. No, it's great. Uh, can you guys remember who the... So he's like, you know, you want a unicorn, I'll give it to you. You want a magazine, I'll give it to you. You want a freaky thing, I'll give it to you. At one point he says, you want a Hollywood star, I'll give you give it to you. I already forgot who the Hollywood star was. Oh, no. I also don't remember, but it was very funny. I don't remember either. It was like Neil Patrick Harris or something. It was not Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it listed in the uh, cameos? Let's see. Was it Ernest Stuff? Borgnine? No. Um, let's see. Stanley Tunchi. Yeah, he was McAvoy, Ivan. Holy Moretz, Miranda Richardson, Russell Tovey, Mackenzie Cook. Yeah, Russell Tovey is the one like, is this supposed to be a cameo? Or did he just get hired? Yeah. Um, well, he's a really big star in England, even oh, back then. He? So, okay. 
Um, Toby Jones. Rob Whoa, Tom, Tom Hollander was the theater manager? Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean's Tom Hollander? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rob Codry, Hugh Bonneville. Yes. Um, Mackenzie Crook. Diddy, Celine Dion. Um, oh, Zach Galifianakis, which is like that one. Yeah, heart. the return thing, of Hobo yeah. Joe. Yeah, that, Hobo that was Joe very being funny. at the wedding was the best. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, listeners, let, let me know. I, I I totally missed it. Yeah. Um. So, Scott, do you do? Are you a fan of this number as well? Um. I I I actually think this might have been my least favorite song of the. Interesting. Movie. Gasp. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh, it just, um, Didn't it's hit. a little too Flight of the Concords for me. Mm, um, it doesn't, Concords. it doesn't, it feels like it would just be in any episode of Flight of the Concords. It doesn't really feel like a Muppet song at mm-hmm. all. Um, and so like, while the song itself is fine, it just doesn't feel like it belongs in this movie to me. It uh-huh. is interesting that this is the one, uh, I think this is the one song that isn't, well, no, you also have I'm number one, but like. This is kind of a bad guy song. Like, it technically isn't sung by a Muppet, like a member of the company. Yeah. Right. So I, that, maybe that is why, maybe that's why it kind of feels more Flight of the Concords as opposed to Muppety. Because, like, yeah. together right. again, again, literally sounds like a B side from Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am, I am also fully convinced that <laughs> Matt Vogel is creating the Constantine uh, uh, accent and way of speaking based entirely on the way that words are needing to be pronounced in the songs that Brett McKenzie wrote. Like, I feel like <laughs> Brett McKenzie basically created Constantine's accent mm. because, like, through, like, rhyming. and Because th- there's, like, a lot of, like, weird rhymes that are only rhymes because it's a Russian accent, oh, you know? Uh, there's a part, I think we might have missed it already, but there's a moment where he can't say burglary. <laughs> oh, Yeah. so my point was that that's another reason why this sounds very much like a flight of the concord song because it's literally like constantine was created out of the the music the songs that brett mckenzie wrote so it's like yeah there's not a lot of muppet in there to me and you can even hear the demo on spotify and then Mm -hmm. it just sounds like a flight of the concord song well there you go (laughs) (laughs) uh next they go to madrid spain where uh, we reference, they do okay. So in, in Madrid is really when Constantine's like literally whatever you want. I don't care, dude. Go nuts. So <laughs> like, uh, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem jam for like hours and puts the audience to sleep. Um, they have we had, have we had Scooter doing moves like Jagger yet? No, no, I don't think so. But it was very funny. <laughs> I think that's I think that's here. I think that's when that very yeah. very 2014. Yeah, it's also um, I feel like you literally made a joke about someone <laughs> singing moves like Jagger in the last episode. I think I did too. I really <laughs> I'd forgotten. I think this was. I remember this being in the trailers a lot. Uh huh. Um, I there's there, that was something too that I forgot to mention that like when they started doing like the the um we're making a sequel that song yeah. uh, and Scooter's like just a part of the crew again I was like where where was he in the last <laughs> like <laughs> oh man his he's just the... he's just fully in this movie now as like one of the main crew again the first joke in the movie when they're when like all right everybody that's a wrap don't forget your i nines like that's... <laughs> I... 
Like, that scooter. Is he's the Muppet that has to deal with the I-9s? I oh called God, that out because I'm like, are the Muppets only paying people as, as 1099 contractors? I feel like everyone should be employees if they're working on this movie. But oh, I, the, the joke of like, well, that one guy was tapping his feet. Those were higher dancers. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, Salma Hayek's cameo, really cute. Like, yeah. she's also wearing the Gonzo suit. That was great. I I really like Salma Hayek. She she specifically ha- so we we're always talking about the people that are Muppets with the Muppets and people yes. who are people with the Muppets. But she is the thing that is in between those two things, mm-hmm. which is Muppet Show guest stars. Yes, that, it's a very specific energy, and she nails that energy. Absolutely nails it to the wall. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm watching a backstage shenanigan skit in the Muppet Show. Yeah, it's Uh, amazing. So perfect. I think last week we talked about Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. And now you're like, ooh, yeah, that would. Yeah, that would be good. He'd be he'd be a good. He would definitely be a guest star on on the Muppet Show without a doubt. Sam, did you watch Joan is Awful this year? I watched what? The, the Black Mirror episode, Joan is Awful. I haven't seen Black Mirror. Yeah. It's, none of them? Not a single one? No. No. Okay. <laughs> She's really good in that one as well. Probably. Salma Hayek, great. I think the last thing I saw Salma Hayek in was uh, Wild Wild West. International for, treasure. For podcast purposes. Yeah. Uh, one of her early American breakthrough roles. Mm-hmm. Arguably. So they backstage or you know while once again while the show is going on it's across the street from a museum constantine and number two steal a uh a key from the bust that uh will take them to the next stop which i believe is dublin mm-hmm. the next mm-hmm. day uh we get to okay it's it's toby jones and someone else they're the spanish museum curators because toby jones is like we're busted because there's busts shattered busts all over the Right. Yeah. Was it um was it Toby Jones and was it Mackenzie Crook from Yeah, or, that sounds right. Yeah, Mackenzie Crook from the office. Two Pirates alumni in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um also two yeah. office alumni. It, it was uh That's right. it, yeah. it was the guy from Pirates uh with the wooden eye and the guy yeah. from Captain America who right. ended yeah, up living Jones. inside of a computer. Yeah, yeah. Toby Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and Mackenzie Crook is from the the Ricky Gervais office. He's the yeah. Dwight character as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. yeah. The mean, better one, uh, right? Um, so the, uh, also, I want to. I do want to mention the bus thing because it's another yeah. thing where it's like, like the Constantine having stage fright, and you're like, oh, this will obviously come back, and it never does. The bust where the reveal of like the fact that like the guy that they that the unknowable guy looks exactly like Richard Gervais, yeah, and there's like, wow, weird, and I was like, oh, I guess that'll come up, right? And nope, never, never comes up again. Well, I think that was that was a joke about how he's the unknowable. It kind of looks like you, shithead, because like, yeah, no one knows what he looks like or remembers him. Yeah, I I got the same impression. It's like, oh, okay, Ricky Gervais is going to try to betray Constantine. Ricky Gervais. And like, it's just setting that up more. Oh. How does that set that up? It's just understand. look at this person. He's nothing. No one remembers him because no one ever remembers a number two. Oh, I see. I don't think I must have missed the part where that the unknowable guy was a number two. He um, he was the second in command to the person because well, his name was God and his name was Godfrey the Unknown. 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like no one knows what he looks like. Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize it was because he was like not famous. I thought he was just like really good at not being seen or something. Sure. That's totally um, fair. Yeah. It's not it's not super <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. like un- it's like uncharted levels of like I see. Depth. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So they uh we get okay, look, I know I just said Cockatoo and Malibu, best song, but interrogation the interrogation song is outstanding. Oh, that song was also incredible. Uh, the drums are just so great. Yeah. It's just like like a French jazz kind of song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a patter are, song, and I love a patter song. It is a patter song, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, little detail if you listen to the soundtrack that isn't in the movie. Um, so there's a, there's like they're interviewing, interrogating all the Muppets. Like the Constantine, they interrogate Miss Piggy. Fozzie, and then there's like a rapid fire where they interview a bunch of the other Muppets in succession. And at one point they talk to Swedish Chef. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Rishty Borshty, Rishty Borshty, Rishty And in the soundtrack version, Ty Burrell's like, uh, can you translate that? And it's another Muppet. And he goes, uh, he said, Rishny Borshny, Borshny, Gormnichiki. He's not, <laughs> it, it, that isn't Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I think Ty Burrell, just great chemistry with Sam the Eagle. Mm-hmm. This is uh, when they have their, like, <laughs> you know, we're not so different, you and I, thing. Yeah. Uh, is this the most kind of, is this the, this, it feels like the most Sam the Eagle has been given to do probably since Muppet Treasure Island? Yeah, uh, certainly. Probably, because the Muppet uh, ABC show happened after this, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He has several plot lines on that, but I don't, yeah. I, I I mean, he has like a whole character arc in yeah. this, like this budding friendship <laughs> um, with Ty Burrell. Uh, um, also, speaking of, uh, I guess, European <laughs> stereotypes, the the joke of just like um, the Jean constantly taking breaks or like being off the clock or stopping work in the middle of the, uh, the investigation. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then so and then calling for overtime. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh my god. And this- I I do I will say when he disappeared when when they solve the case and he immediately goes on vacation for six paid vacation for 6 weeks. Yeah. Um I really kind of wish that was the last we saw of him. Um mm. the fact that he like comes back at the end. I was like, "No, you're supposed to be on vac- paid vacation <laughs> <laughs> with your family." Um They were I, so happy to yeah, go. I'll- yeah. A, a lot of this really does feel like Steve Martin Pink Panther kind of humor though. Like the little car, the joke about yeah. him having a little car. Oh my god. And then and then the joke of like, wow, it only took us 57 hours to get here. And yeah. like, oh yeah, my yeah. god. 57 hours in the tiny car. And then just like when they cut to them watching the show at the end and the little cars in the theater. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they go to Dublin, and it is at this point that Walter becomes suspicious. So, in defense of Walter, listeners, I was very oh. critical of him last week. Uh, at least I remember being critical. I mean, I think we kind of fell on the side of he makes us laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's to kind of make him I, I, I not the, the Lola the only, Bunny. The only of Muppets, conversation you know? I remember having around criticism of him is that like. His talent of whistling isn't isn't like funny, so like it feels weird that he's like part of the Muppet crew now 
Like, I just, I wish it was like a bigger, like, Muppety reveal of like whatever it was that he was going to mm. do if he's going to be part of the Muppets now. Um, so that, I, I, that's the only criticism I really remember us talking about last week. Okay, cool, um, cool. But, yeah. But, you anyway, know, he's, he's what, sort of like, what's his deal this time? <laughs> he's kind of like, kind of a half self insert YN, you know? Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. he's, <laughs> like, he's, he's the Muppet that Jason Siegel created and for the movie, and now he's just like in the crew now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Walter serves kind of a valuable, underrated part of this story, which is he's kind of he's not as manic as an animal or a Dr. Teeth or even a Gonzo, who we all know can rip at the heartstrings. Gonzo's a great actor. But like yeah. when he's when Walter's the one to be like, something's not right here. It it kind of just feels more natural because just his Walterness. He's just kind of more down to earth. Yeah. Um, and he gets a couple of really fun zingers in this sequence of him following Ricky Gervais. Like we get the part where he's you find out he's been blackmailing and paying off all the local journalists and audience members to make it seem like the tour is a big hit. And he keeps pulling up suitcase after suitcase. And we zoom in on Walter and he's like, where is he keeping all those suitcases? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I agree with you, but I also think. And this is this is like uh, genu- generally my issue with Walter. I think he serves a very specific, perfect purpose in the last movie. But here, everything that he does in this movie could have just as easily been done by Scooter. Ooh, yeah. good. Yeah. We, we kind of had that conversation uh, while we were watching it that we didn't suggest Scooter. We suggested, I'm completely blanking on his name, Fozzie. Uh, like, if Fozzie oh, was the sure. one who was like, my best friend seems off. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that, that would yeah. fit too. Um, so, so yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying, Nick. I think, I think it all like works. It's but, just that like, I don't know what makes him special, mm-hmm, I guess. Yes. Um, which has always been my issue with Walter. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, like you, like you both said, there's other Muppets that could have done this and you have the kind of, well, yeah, like Scooter would know like, that's not the boss. Like he's being really weird or yeah. You know, Fozzie. Like, that's my best friend. And he is acting completely different. Right, right, exactly. Um, I do like that Animal instantly recognizes yeah, Bad Frog. Yeah. That, bad Frog! Yeah. That was amazing. And he just bites yeah. him and he's like, no, Animal, no! What's <laughs> happening? Why is he doing this? Animal, point, no! Don't they, at one point, they refer to Animal as a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was and like, like wait, what is the relationship oh, yeah. here? I was <laughs> yeah, always yeah. under the impression he was just a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> I didn't know that he was your pet <laughs> uh, yeah there's a part where Foz is like good boy animal and, and I was like thank you <laughs> yes uh, Constantine calls him a dog at one point I've definitely oh, seen yeah, them giving true. animal a dog treat of some variety <laughs> or, yeah. uh, and later on when they all when they separate there's a part where I think Floyd is like has anybody seen animal oh man ah, he'll turn I up will, I will say this about Floyd. I don't know why it's never <laughs> registered with me before, but this uh-huh. is the one where his empty eye holes oh, really yeah. registered with me. Yeah. And I was like, what in God's name is that? <laughs> well, because um, he blinks. Yeah. yeah it yeah. freaked me out, yeah, too. He, he, he yeah. makes like a ham. He makes like a ham pun to Miss Piggy. And then he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll punch you in the face. And he kind of like, Ugh, and that's when you really see the black pitless eyes yeah <laughs> yes like i've always thought they were sunglasses uh, and then he blinks with them and it, it, i genuinely had a like i had a visceral reaction yeah it is unnerving um wow anyway um uh, so i don't know I will why say, though, i can't put it into 
This Please. was the moment when I was like, okay, now now was when it kind of felt like the movie was beginning because it felt like the movie kind of always intended it, it to me. Obviously, I know you both disagree. Um, like where it's the like the three competing storylines of Kermit in jail, uh, the 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 Muppets dealing with Constantine, and then Walter, Fozzie, and Animal going on a like going across the world to go to rescue Kermit. Like those three things happening at the same time, and the fact that we only got to this one an hour in, I was like, no, because I wanted more oh. from like the these three like because we kind of had like a montage of them going across the world to go get to Kermit. But like, I wanted a lot more of that. Like I thought that, cause that would have made it actually feel like a kind of a true sequel with Walter because he kind of didn't really have a role until, until that point. Hmm. I mean, I, I see the version of the movie that you're talking about, but I don't think that that means that the movie didn't start until this point. I think it just means the movie you wanted sure. didn't start until this point. I think, and I think that's absolutely fair. But like, it was because, like, I, for me, it felt like something was missing the whole time. And that's, mm. and when that kicked in, I was like, oh, that's what it is. That's the thing that was missing. Because like, there's a lot okay. of things in this movie that I genuinely loved, but I didn't really fully start connecting with it until that happened. I didn't know what I wanted, but mm. but like when that started happening, I was like, this is it. This is the thing that I'm connecting with the most. I see. Yeah, to me, uh, I think that's more of like um, it felt more to be like a midpoint of the movie, um, a midpoint shift, fair. midpoint turn. Yeah, but okay. Speaking of things I didn't know that I wanted, mm. the shot of Fozzie the bear just in his little cart by himself, eating a subway sandwich and reading the newspaper. <laughs> that brings really me so good. much joy with a shitload of guac. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's so much guac. I was like, man, like Subway makes you pay extra for guac. So that's an expensive sandwich. Pile it on. Yeah. (laughs) Well, do they make you pay uh, extra for guac when you're in Europe? Because maybe that's why he got so much. Oh, maybe. That's a good point. I don't know. So the piece of the guacamole falls on. There's a mugshot of Constantine on the cover of the paper. And it lands and covers up his trademark mole. And this happens just as Walter arrives to tell Fozzie about everything that he's seen. And they deduce finally, oh my God, Constantine and Kermit have switched places. It's very drawn out though. Yeah. Like, I like it. Uh, it, it. He sees it. He's like, what's Kermit doing on this page, pa- on this paper? And then moves the avocado. And he's like, oh, that's not Kermit. I don't know what I was thinking. And then Walter comes in and then he's like, hey, he's like, oh, what's Kermit doing on that page? Like, it's just, <laughs> and then they have to take it over to like the makeup area like it was like a long drawn out process it was like a like a seven minute scene of them like trying to figure this out yeah and uh so yeah they go they sneak into kermit's office they find constantine and we get the thing where animal comes up and you know the three fozzy animal and walter train hop and escape from constantine and uh man a couple of cool stuff i like constantine knitting Mm -hmm. which is something he does when he's stressed (laughs) and then uh, when he when he breaks it to everybody that they're gone, like Fonzie left, he's not in the Muppets anymore. And like, oh, oh my god, okay. did we mention Constantine's terrifying steel teeth? Oh, Yo, no. my gosh, no, oh, that yeah. was horrifying. <laughs> that was great. Insane. <laughs> uh, another thing that's like set up that just happens and then never never happens. Yeah. Again. yeah. Uh, Fonzie um, back- and Walter left. Walter left. We just had a movie about him wanting to be here. Yeah, yeah, and then like the moment you mentioned, we get a Rizzo cameo and a Robin cameo. 
Uh, um, love that. That was nice. Come on, Robin. Nice. God, <laughs> you got hearing this. Rizzo again. Yeah. I was like, God, he's still there. This is the last yeah. one. I know. That's the last time we ever hear him. I th- oh, well, no, that's not true. He's in the ABC Muppet Show a ton. Right. Um, Hell yeah, but, he is. But uh, uh, I, I keep forgetting that that happens after this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 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 Robin, also Matt Vogel. Um, oh. So, yeah, it's like he... Uh, he grew up into real, real <laughs> It's horrifying. Yeah. Back at the gulag, they're rehearsing. Uh, they're doing God, I Hope I Get It. Uh, terrific. Everyone's killing it. Everyone's doing great. Everyone loves and, Chorus um, Line. Everyone loves Chorus Line. And then this is when we, yeah, we learn that Nadia has a Kermit shrine in her office. And is like, you're never going to, which is kind of cool because I was like, oh, it's, you know, they made the other, the only other woman in the movie attracted to Kermit. But I think the, the the purpose of it is like, oh, now it's like she won't let Kermit leave. Yeah. It's right. personal to her. And um, she absolutely knows this is Kermit and not Constantine. Yeah. 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 So it's fun. And then the Tina Fey yeah. kissing the picture until she falls backwards, you know, just, yeah. Just, oh, it's just funny. It's good shit. I mean, Liz Lemon wishes she could date Kermit. That whole show. That would have solved all of her problems. If that had happened, I wouldn't have bad an eyelid. You know what I mean? I know. I know. Yeah, definitely. Kermit was like a a guest on TGS one week and they just started dating for an episode. Yeah. Oh, Liz, you're the only one who's ever really understood what it means to be a harried creator and and person keeping a show running. Yeah, exactly. I I really connect with you for some reason. Yeah. yeah, they vent about each other. They vent about each other's days when they get home. Yeah, I mean Jenna and, the, and the Miss arc, the, Jenna and Miss Piggy the obviously go arc off. Ends, yeah, the three episode arc ends with him just being like, uh, "I'm sorry, I we we I've just got a really complicated relationship with this my, with my ex, and uh, you right, know, it's kind yeah. of they won't they think you know, and yeah. you're just like, and Tina's like, oh, <sighs> Jesus, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's God, yeah, these are like three four episodes, yeah, um, so. We get to Dublin. They do the show. We get Sarah Sharonin doing ballet. We get some Leprechaun Muppets. Um, and Miss Piggy's rendition. Miss Piggy's in the middle of her Celine Dion phase. We haven't brought that up yet. Uh, she right. just really wants to sing the Celine Dion songs the whole time. Mm-hmm. Which feels um, a little dated to me, actually. It's kind of like pre-comeback. Oh, I it's didn't like, realize she had a comeback. Okay. Sort of like I feel like in the last couple of years, she's uh, Scott. You haven't seen this yet, but she plays a, a a heavy supporting role in the Priyanka Chopra Jonas romantic comedy Love Again. Right, Celine as Dion herself, does? right? Yes, really, as herself, uh, as herself. Yes, okay. And yeah. it's kind of like a Judd Apatowy kind of like celebrity playing themselves thing. Hmm. And right, right. She's like in the middle of her comeback tour. I don't know. I kind of feel like she's hit that. Sort of a Nickelback guy Fieri thing of like, hey, why have we been making fun of her this whole time? She's actually like really talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Sure. Um, but yeah, but uh, she's singing the Titanic song, and mm-hmm. Kermit interrupts or Constantine interrupts by proposing to marry Miss mm-hmm. Piggy, and Miss Piggy's like, oh my god, it was so easy. After all this time, it just <laughs> happened. This is so crazy. And uh, he's like, yeah, we're gonna propose in the most. A uh, romantic place in the world, the Tower of London. Um, uh, 
I love the moment. So afterwards at the Dublin Museum, at the morning after the scene of the crime and the leprechauns are crying and they're like, oh, no. And Sam the Eagle is like, this is the most ridiculous crime scene I've ever been to. (laughs) (laughs) And this is when they start putting two and two together that like, oh, you know, oh, no. Uh, So I think at this point, Ricky Gervais leaves a rubber chicken at the scene of the crime. And so they think Fozzie's the thief. They think Fozzie's the mastermind. They think Fozzie is the lemur. Right. Yes, the lemur, who's been like leaving a, a lemur coin at the scene of every crime. And it's Ricky Gervais. It's mm-hmm. literally, it's like, who's the lemur? And then you cut to Ricky Gervais in the booth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, we get something so right, the love ballad. Uh, and it's Piggy being like, this is so crazy. Like, he's telling me everything I want to hear. And he's finally doing everything I wanted him to do, like marry me. But it's not him. It was always a fight. And uh, Celine Dion herself makes an appearance. Scott, what do you think of this? Uh, this the kind of the ballad of the movie. Um, I like this song. Uh, mm-hmm. it it is one of the more Brett McKenzie ish numbers, I would say. But mm-hmm. um, but I do think that the Celine Dion aspect of it breaks it up a little <laughs> bit. Um, but it does feature uh the horrifying children of absolutely a a pink a pink frog baby and a green pig baby horrifying i love truly it. horrifying <laughs> scott are are these two abominations more disturbing than the half bear half pig hybrids from great muppet caper I think so, and the reason uh, is because they're moving around, and the other one is a still image. Mm, true, true, true. Very true. It's, um, it, that 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 pink frog is like it's squirming around. It, it's with its pink flesh. Uh, I hate also, it. We also get one of my favorite things. We get uh, older Muppets. We get. Mm-hmm. Miss Piggy fantasizing about growing old with Kermit, and we get like Piggy's hair in a bun, and Kermit kind of having wrinkles, bags under his eyes, bags under his oh. eyes. That's a really good look for both of them. Yeah. And this is coming, you know, before the the uh, decrepit, ancient uh, Gonzo yeah. in uh, Muppet Haunted Mansion, <laughs> um, which is truly horrifying to look at. So um, they aged better than he does. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. they live a little better. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. There's this thing. So, you know, one of my favorite bands uh, is Gorillaz, which is notable for being a cartoon band. And uh, so most of the Gorillaz, you got Russell, 2D and Murdoch, and they don't age. They look pretty much the same as they did back in 01. But Mm -hmm. Noodle, the guitarist of the or the bassist of the band, started out as a little girl in 01 and has slowly been aging with the band and time of recording is like in her mid twenties and every album, her like animation, her model changes. And if you look at like demon days, it's like an eighth grader. She's kind of like aging with me, like, like my generation weirdly. Um, Yeah. And so I think it would be a bold move if the Muppets pulled a similar stunt where let's say next year at the Grammys or the Emmys, Kermit the Frog makes an appearance, but he's noticeably older. Mm. And they just start using that model. I feel like, like Fozzie got older. I, I, is he getting like, some gray in his fur? Yeah. It feels like he's got some gray that he didn't have in the 70s and 80s. That's fascinating. Um, 
It feels like his eyebrows used to be black and now they're gray. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I could be wrong about that. But and bears I, are not I, supposed I, to live that long. Yeah, that's true. I, not, none of them are supposed like, to live that long. <laughs> yeah, he's pushing. They're all pushing fifty. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I like something so right. Sam, do you like something so right? Uh, yeah, it was fine. Uh, I, I, uh, the previous two songs I certainly enjoyed more, but it was a very good Miss Piggy song. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. This one felt a little bit uh, "Am I a Man or a Muppet?" in that it was just a Muppet ballad uh, with like, mm-hmm. like I was kind of par- partly in my head when Celine Dion showed up. I thought we were going to be seeing like the human iteration of Miss Piggy in the same way we saw like human and Muppet iterations. Oh, of the, interesting! But it was just Celine Dion. I was like, oh, it's just good. That I mean, you've been. It, it it she's been Chekhov Celine Dion this whole movie. Of course, we need to actually see Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. That fits. Yeah, getting getting like Tom Hanks as Kermit or something. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, oh no, yeah, Scott, gonna, oh no, I was just gonna so. say that it's a shame that none of these songs were nominated. Um, for, yeah, for sure. Oscar, the way that uh, Man or Muppet was, mm-hmm. but, I think that March release date did a fair bit to that. That's yeah. also true. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the team of Animal, Fozzie, and Walter finally make it to the Gulag. I really love the kind of David Lean, Lawrence of Arabia bit where they're in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was really That good. was funny. And they, they're in the so desert, they it- then they're in the, the winter, and then they're back in the desert. And I feel like we're going in circles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. The, uh, they make it back to the Gulag just as Kermit is doing his review. And uh, it's great. We have Tom Hiddleston as the amazing escapo. <laughs> So good. <laughs> Who tries to escape and then Nadia like tasers him. Yeah. Oh, we also haven't been mentioning uh, Josh Groban as the guy in the in the in, in solitary. Yeah. In yeah. solitary. Yeah. I when they revealed that it was like I, like you could look it up in the credits and find out that it was Josh Groban. But like during the credits when they open it up and Josh Groban steps out, I was genuinely disappointed. I'm like, no, I just want it to be a mystery box the whole time. And you need to look it up afterwards oh, and be yeah. like, oh. That was Josh Groban. Wild. Well, I mean, you hear him. He has his solo moment in the big house. And, you know, he yeah. has a very distinct voice. He does. And it's I just really like, good. I like how much Josh Groban loves taking the piss out of himself. And always For has. Sure. Um, I just, I really respect it. I really do. He, Crazy um, Stupid Love. He's great. He guest yeah, hosted yeah. on a British talk show called Nevermind the Buzzcocks that was on for a while. He, he like he's genuinely an amazing guest host of the whole show because a he loves music and he also loves making fun of himself and it's that's what the show's all about. Yeah, yeah. You could have done the Muppets being on Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Someone uh, else could have done. There are so mm. many uh, p- p- British panel shows that the Muppets would absolutely slay at. Like you put yeah, them they could on- divide and conquer. Well, you put them on uh, Would I Lie to You and you find out which one of, th- ones of them are really good at lying and which ones of them are terrible at it. Yeah, that's true. That's a great idea. Mm. So they escape and then we get the moment uh, that Scott was talking about where Kermit's like, wait, you guys didn't... Only three of you know that I'm gone. Like, this is it. <laughs> Animal, the one that we treat like a dog. He's the one that knew that I was gone. Uh, They're like, yeah, pretty much. Walter- Walter gets his big earnest speech of like, we believe in you, Kermit. You're on my watch. And Kermit's like, God, you're so fucking weird, man. <laughs> um, I like the uh, bit where, where Fozzie is just like, well, you know, it was hard to tell. He looks just like you. He sounds just like you. Well, he doesn't sound really anything like you looking yeah. back. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, we get the fun, the fun Chloe Grace Moretz cameo I mentioned earlier. She's like, extra, extra, pig frog getting married. 
And <laughs> that's when they're like, oh, shit, the wedding's happening in London. Like, we got to get out of here. Uh, I can never I always want to look up if working on the working in the coal mine is a real song. It feels like it is. Doing. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, working on a. Is it not? Um, I know there's a chain yeah. gang song. There's a famous yeah. chain gang song. No, I think working in a coal mine because it was wasn't it the opening of uh, that working show uh, with uh, working coal yeah. miner's daughter. Yeah, it was called. No, it was called working. It was a TV. It was a yeah. sitcom. Um, oh man. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. I, I think working in a coal. Yeah, working in a coal mine is a real song. Working in the Coal Mine is a song with music and lyrics by the American musician and record producer Alan Toussaint. Yeah. Okay. And one by one, they all escape. (laughs) Yeah, Jermaine Clement doing some great. I mean, they're all they're all they're all dancing and singing their little hearts out. Yeah, that's great. They all escape. Nadia's really sad about it, and uh, we cut back to London. And yeah, I'm not crazy about the wedding because like. I know, again, I know it wasn't canon, but like Muppets Take Manhattan very famously had a Piggy and Kermit wedding. And so mm-hmm. it just felt a little derivative of like we've been here before. And right. so when the reporter Muppets like, it's finally happening. The will they won't they of the century. The pig and the frog are going to get married <laughs> in a Catholic church. I was like, we've seen this before. So it's like, it's not that big of a deal to me. Right. To you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I, I totally get that, but it's also, I don't know, it's the whole canon thing. <laughs> but so, so did it, did, did, did you layers. get hyped? Were you, were you hyped up about like the pig and the frog? No, because it's married? not Kermit. No, no, I mean, in, in this movie, we're like, did this work for you as like a third act? Like, no, oh, yeah, shit, I really liked it. I liked it as okay. like a big, like rom com third act, like wedding, okay. like, like wedding set piece, I guess. Because sure. they don't, it never, it doesn't actually happen. And, so it's really just like a set piece, um, but it has that rom-com vibe of like, wait, I object, like that kind yeah, of vibe. Sure. Very so dramatic. I, yeah. So all of that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love seeing uh, Hobo Joe again. Hobo uh, Joe, of course. <laughs> uh, Frank Langella as the priest. Yeah. I, I was it. literally like, because um, uh, it was like uh, with the... Uh, with, uh, um, 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 Ray Liotta. I was mm-hmm. like, ah, God, he's so great, and I, you know, and I, I, I kind of miss him. Like, I wish he was still around, you know. Of course. Um, yeah. And I was like, man, we have not had a single one of these movies where at least one person isn't dead. Um, <laughs> God. And, yeah, yeah. Because last last week we were Alan Arkin is in that one. Oh um, no. Yeah, I know. So I was like, man, every single one of these, somebody is dead. And then I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, man, uh, sucks about Frank Langella. And I was like, oh, wait, no, he's not dead. He's canceled. <laughs> I was like, so he might, he might as well be dead because his career is probably over. Um, and he's, and he's so old anyway. But, uh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, Frost Nixon, man. Yeah. Also, I don't know. Frank Langella has like one good line, but like in general, this could be anybody. Yeah. And so I don't know why they went with Frank Langella for this. Could have been um, Chloe Moretz again. Yeah, could have been. Sure. Been that fun. would be a funny gag of like extended gag of like somebody playing like all of the cameos or like, like oh, they just yeah. it up, you know, that would be a very good done before. Bit. And it's like, yo, it's it's you again. <laughs> like uh, yeah. like Jamila Jamil and yeah. Love at First Flight. Yeah, totally. Totally. Except I think she is playing the same person. She's like God in that movie. Right? Yeah. Kind of weird. Like, yeah. Weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> so 
mean, uh, uh, Kermit gets arrested by Jean and Sam the Eagle, and they do the thing where they break through the, the bottom of the car and do like a Flintstones car thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how they escape. There's, uh, you know, the wedding happens. You got two Kermits. Uh, man, oh man. Okay, there's not a ton of Janice in this, but the part where Kermit or Constantine goes through the trap door, and Janice's like, "Oh, I'm just saying, I could have like predicted that this happened," you know, and it was great. I love Janice. Yeah. I think we had a question really, about really... Janice uh, from our watch through. Is it in the previous movie or from the TV show where Janice has the ability to smell bullshit? The show because I don't it, know. It the, is from the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, so yeah, we get the two Kermits. I already kind of mentioned the moment where that you know the piggy is able to suss out which Kermit is real by his skittishness mm-hmm. and his uncertainty. Um, speaking of this section and and the guy that is from all the shows I've never heard of, um, <laughs> that was that was had a cameo here, um, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, doing cameos for the kids. Uh, there were um, six, yes, six cameos that were cut from the movie, oh. um. And four of them were all Disney Channel people. Uh, wow. I guess like Bridget Bridget Mendler is from Wizards of Waverly Place. Uh, okay. Debbie Ryan is somebody from Disney Channel. Yeah, Debbie uh, Ryan. Yeah, uh, Jake Short um, is uh, is is from uh, Disney Channel stuff, and uh, Tyrell Jackson Williams also from Disney Channel stuff. And then um and then also cut which this one this one's heartbreaking for me. I'm indifferent to the other ones. Sorry everyone who loves those people. But um Dexter Fletcher and Peter Serafinowicz were both in this and they got cut. Um which would uh Dexter Fletcher have had his glorious hair? Yes. Yeah, he had that hair at this point. So Yeah. But like Peter admit- Serafinowicz could have played the inspector, honestly. Um could have been the inspector, could have been the priest. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, he would have been great as the priest. Man, yeah, as Darth Maul. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Peter Peter Zervinowitz, uh I really like. I would love love to have seen him interact with Muppets. I think I yeah. think that that really works for me. It's a shame because like there's something I think the Muppets and the Brits work really well together. I think the way that like there's something so American about the Muppets. Mm-hmm. They're so big hearted and earnest and loud. Mm-hmm. And just them brushing up against more of like the dry, reserved, like like you said, like your Martin Freemans or your Peter mm-hmm. Serafinowitzes. You know, there's a lot of comedy there. Well, who better could have yeah. connected to the plate of Kermit the Frog than someone who's played a toad? True. That's Ray one. That's that's not that's not Peter thinking Sarah of his Frog. body. That's not, that's thinking not of, you're thinking of his body. He did the voice of Darth Maul. Oh, fine. Darth Maul yeah. talks. No, we got yes. it. I, Yes, just not very Hello, much. Hello, everyone. I'm Darth Maul. Yeah. Just, I last I'm just, we'll have our revenge. Um, I'm just here to observe. I'm not even here. I'm not even here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gold not... star for trying, Sam. Um, yeah, for sure. I no, I mean, we got it. We Seriously looking up on IMDb. I was like, it's yeah. Darth Maul, right? It's the same guy, right? Okay, cool. We knew All right. Yeah. Joke can happen now. Oh, man. So, uh, <laughs> earlier in the movie, uh, while they were all shouting out suggestions at Kermit, uh, Dr. Benson Honeydew was like, I've made a bomb attractor vest that Beaker's yeah. wearing. And Kermit's like, why? Why would we need that? And we learned that there is a bomb on Miss Piggy's wedding ring. And so <laughs> it, get, it it goes off and attaches itself to Beaker's uh, suit. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, Good yeah. setup payoff. Yep. Can't beat it. <laughs> Not so. So Piggy gets captured. 
and they have to go to the roof and yeah this isn't this isn't like this is the only muppet movie i can think of with like this kind of climax like mm-hmm. oh no the bad guy's getting away in a helicopter and miss piggy's been captured and it's like you know this isn't to me it's not the muppets playing to their strengths like mm-hmm. i don't go to a muppet movie to see this kind of climax you don't go to a sure. muppet like, movie to see the end of the incredibles uh Okay, I need walk the bad me guy. That. The bad that one, guy. That one ha- I didn't get. The bad guy has one of the heroes. He's getting away in a plane, but then people say the correct thing to him, and then he goes down with the plane. When? Oh yeah, because his cape gets caught, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. The bad guy is getting away uh, in a plane. Is all of the good guys shout? Is like, no, we were supposed to win. We had all the things to win. I can oh, see okay. it. Yeah, I guess so. We get if you the- squint. <laughs> We get the uh, the reveal. If, if you don't that understand, if everyone's a Muppet, no one is. We get the reveal. I mean, that's, that's that's what the Muppet or a Man song is about. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. I believe you said we had a reveal. Yeah, the uh, we get the reveal that uh, Ricky Gervais is the lemur. He's in a lemur suit, um, and then that's not. A, hold like, on, that's not a reveal. We knew he was the lemur the whole time. For sure. Um, it's the worst joke in the movie is him in that stupid lemur suit. Um, it's barely a joke. It doesn't work at all. It's, uh, it's yeah, I don't know. It almost feels like it was like Ricky Gervais's idea. Like, and then I'm in a lemur suit. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's funny. I don't know. I guess. Are sure. you offended? Are you offended? Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. I don't know. Um, not a fan. Back in not a fan zone. of that bar- moment. Yeah. Uh, and we get and we get Muppet Ladder. We get the Muppet Ladder payoff. Mm-hmm. And yes, all's we well that all's well that ends well. And we get the, the uh, we get the moment too where uh, Piggy gets to rock Constantine shit because she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the you're the you're the you're the uh, most you dangerous know, the mo- frog in the world. Most, yeah, but you're still a frog, you piece of shit. That just <laughs> bam, 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 swings him around. Yeah. <laughs> Takes out all of her Kermit aggression on Constantine. <laughs> Puny frog. Wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Get, they get arrested. I mean, you know, um, uh, uh, Dominic and Constantine get arrested, and the, Nadia and the Russian guards arrive, and they're like, "Hey, you caused a mass breakout. You're going, you're going to jail." And then the Muppets are like, "No." I almost, I forgot for a second. I thought the ending was going to be they all get sent to the Russian Gulag together, like the producers. <laughs> yeah. Kinda, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what happens. What happens. <laughs> I, in fact, I'm uh, betting that is what happened in the original script, and they're like, that's a little bit too dark. Uh, they just go to visit. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. Like, it does feel like the, the movie's setting that up. Yeah. It definitely does seem that way. Yeah. And that'd be really funny because this is the last Muppet movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like I mean, true. honestly, because then you could make the next movie they finally break out. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's still how there. it starts. <laughs> uh what do you think about all of the uh all of the cameos being on the wall so listeners there's a there's a part there's a, a punishment where if you disobey at the gulag you get thrown against a frozen wall and you're like stuck there like fly on a fly paper frozen and metal wall frozen yeah. metal wall yeah and so together again again we see like every single cameo and they're all awkwardly cg'd onto the yeah. wall doing their best to like do the body of it it's a little awkward now it's very awkward. I don't think it works. It also, um, this isn't the movie's fault, but Eli Roth just absolutely ruined this bit for me <laughs> because of Thanksgiving. Oh, I thought you, for a second, I was like, Eli Roth was in this? 
No, 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 no. Just <laughs> Eli Roth made a movie, a horror movie that features somebody getting frozen to a metal thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Prank so, Yeah. Every time, every time one of them would rip off, I'd be like, Ugh! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and, anyway. uh, and then I, on a memory unlocked watching this movie. Um, I remember this movie ending and me and my friend Hunter being like, that was pretty good. It was, it was, it was fun. And then the end credits started mm-hmm. and we were subjected to truly nightmare inducing firework images of the Muppets. <laughs> and I have never ran out of the theater so fast. Nightmare inducing? I mean, I thought they you, just looked not, like th- Muppet babies. God, yeah. the piggy one where it starts with the eyes and then the hair like grows around it. I just thought it was so freaky and unsettling. Oh wow. This 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 feels like a like it's just like a like a weird like just you like yeah. Like the like quirk thing, you know, like like how like uh, a certain texture will trigger people. Um, I feel like this is this is your your thing. Where These you're like, fireworks are yeah. your Saoirse Ronan's backup dancers. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't it's know. Just really freaky to me. Um, <laughs> but that's the movie, they and uh, they didn't freak me out. <laughs> yeah. The Muppets have, uh, have, have have never been heard nor seen since, and we don't know mm. where they are. Not on the big screen, anyway. Now the Muppets truly yeah. are the most wanted. Mm-hmm. Because we need them again. Waka That's waka. True. Sam, any now final thoughts more than ever. <laughs> on Muppets Most Wanted and the Muppets in general? Uh, I mean, I, this has been a movie that has genuinely been on a list of movies I've been intending to watch for quite some time. So having the excuse to do so was wonderful, and I'm incredibly grateful and appreciative of that. There are some amazing jokes and amazing moments in this movie that I genuinely loved. It, it's certainly not my favorite Muppet movie, but I still had a fun time watching it. And uh, I look forward to going back to it in 10 years and learning that it is now, in fact, my favorite Muppet movie. That, that's something for, for me to look forward to. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. yeah. 2033, Sam. Yeah. And I'm still not sure who my favorite Muppet is. Because they're they're all so good, and they, they like they all when when a Muppet is in their element, they are my favorite. And then we move on to the next one, and that's it, like, oh, Statler and Waldorf are in their element; they're my favorites. Oh my gosh, Rolf is playing the piano. Oh my god, he's my favorite. The Swedish mm-hmm. Chef is literally doing anything. Oh my god, he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I get that, with the exception but... of Do- uh, with the exception of Doctor Honeydew, because he's a monster. Wow, that's true. Scott. Any closing thoughts on Muppets Most Wanted? Mm, good movie. Pretty good movie. Uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, good movie. I I like that we got a Kermit movie. Um, it's the first Kermit centric movie since, um, I guess, uh, a Great Muppet Keeper. Um, or not? No, Manhattan. Uh, Manhattan. I guess Manhattan feels like much more of an ensemble. Um, even though he does have that arc where he gets amnesia, but, um. I don't know. Yeah. It just feels, I mean, honestly, it feels the most like a Kermit movie since the Muppet sure. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I think those other ones are much more ensemble. So like, I liked having a Kermit movie where everyone is like, you know, learning to appreciate Kermit. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's nice. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this one as well. Just, just laughed consistently. Love the music. Um, we'll get into, mm-hmm our thoughts on the franchise as a whole and our ranking of these some bitches in our between episode. But 
Sam, mm-hmm. this whole series, we have been asking our guests at the end of every episode, uh, is is there a story that you think the Muppets would fit well into slash like what what would you have the Muppets do next on the big screen? Scott, did I do that right? It's my first time doing that. Yeah. Okay. Ish. Yeah. Here is the movie I'm going to go with, and it's a wild movie, and it's because I want a singular human in a world surrounded by Muppets. And that mm. movie is Baby's Day Out. <laughs> so the human is the baby? The human's the baby, and the Muppets keep having to, like, rescue the baby. That Like, they're having to, like, get the baby and, and rescue the baby. Interesting. Okay. okay. Kind of labyrinthy mm. in a way. Yeah. yeah oh, bit. yeah, I guess a yeah. little bit. Except the baby's kind yeah. of like the MacGuffin in Labyrinth, and in this one, it's sort of the antagonist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I took my great grandmother to see that in theaters wow. when yeah. I was a child. That she was, was one of like those 70, 74 years old, and she went with me to see Baby's Day Out. What that. did she think? I feel like she politely uh, did not enjoy it. Oh no, <laughs> Baby's Day Out. I don't know what made me think of it right now in this moment, but it was one of those movies that I had that we had on like VHS when I was a kid, and we just watched it over and over and over and over and over mm. again. And I haven't yeah. seen it for. 15 20 years maybe more and just for whatever moment in like you ask the question that's it that's the one mm, interesting you should and do that a, would be another um, movie where you could have the baby as the cameo and then just one other human person just randomly showing up throughout the movie yeah well uh speaking of uh of a uh, baby's day out a movie you haven't visited in a long time uh perhaps you could stage a remake of uh baby's day out um, I would not be joining you for that episode, but uh, <laughs> uh, feel free uh, to do it. I might listen to it. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, what what uh, tell people about uh, Ideal Remake? So Ideal Remake is a movie I've been – a movie – a podcast I've been doing for six seasons where uh, a guest or guests and I will take a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be. Um, I'm not sure when this episode is coming out, but if uh, you go back into the catalog, you will hear that Scott took over for all three of my October episodes, where we covered ghosts, vampires, and werewolves. And Nick was on for the vampire episode. For ghosts, we talked about heart and souls. For vampires, we talked about the Lost Boys. And for werewolves, we talked about the Wolfman. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. basically we take the core concept of the movie and we discuss how best we can make that movie work again for a, a modern audience. And then mm-hmm. we recast it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hire a writer and director. And hire a writer and director. Yeah. And occasionally yeah. a cinematographer and a DP uh, if, if Nick is on the episode. That's true. Nick, Nick did uh, extra credit homework. Yeah. Uh, Always for, appreciated. For, oh, and, and Nick, Nick suggested a soundtrack. That's true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nick. I am the place. Fully, fully formed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play around. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think your latest season uh, will have just ended or is about to end. This is airing at the very end of the year. Then um, probably around the time of, uh, of my last episode of the season. So that's a wrap on season yeah. six. Thank you all so much for being a part of it. Nick was yeah. also on um, uh, earlier this season to remake the 1995 Power Rangers movie. And that's a very fun episode. That's right. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Ooze. Exactly. Like Ivan Stanley yeah. Tucci in this movie. He's like a sniper. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, he's great. That was that was a good cameo. <laughs> that was a good cameo. <laughs> that was good. Uh, the Tooch. Tooch. Well, Sam, thanks so much for being on the show, ending it on a high note, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll be back next week with our between episode where we will be ranking the Muppet movies and closing the book on this entire season of franchiseography. Hmm. Uh, and uh, and over on Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support, we'll be talking about the Dark Crystal. Uh, Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal for our franchise potential. Um, so thanks everybody for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. I thought it was the end, but no, my friends, this is when we get to do it all again. Until the credits roll, we got another go to show, and we can do it all again. We're doing a sequel. It's a game with the Muppets again.